0: I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Okay, we are here for
1: another amazing interview and I am so excited to bring to you today, my special guest, Anne-Marie Rubino, and we have been friends for a long time. I have to tell you, we have this special bond because she is also a twin mama and has girls. So I always say that I will sit at her feet and listen to whatever advice she has because the struggle is real.
2: It's real. I live vicariously again through you and the girls because it was the most wonderful, precious time in my life was raising my girls. And I see how you are doing with your girls and the things and the crafts and,
1: you know, the dress up and all that stuff. And it's just the best. Yeah. I'm so glad I had girls because I don't know what I mean, I'm sure I would have been fine with boys, but. I love all the crafts and the cooking it's and that so I can just get into, but even it has, I can't imagine how it's going to be in the teenage years. I might be eating those words. You know, I'll tell you the
2: girls, my girls gave me no, it was just wonderful. It was just wonderful. I think if you're the kind of parent like, that I know you are and that communication is open, you will always have that good relationship and they're, they're just going to be wonderful. I know it. I can tell yeah. it.
1: Well, just to let you know, just today there was a little thing where they were going to dress alike because they were doing a presentation together. And then one decided at the last minute that she didn't feel up to it. And that caused a little drama in the house.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways,
1: yes. So, let's just give them a little, like, you know, snapshot of you have such a rich life and just tell them a little bit about you.
2: I'm old, like I'm 58 years old, so I have a long life behind me. Um, grew up in the tattoo business. My dad was an old-time tattoo artist. Uh, it's always been part of who we are. We used to sit in his shop at night doing, you know, doing our homework as my mom was a receptionist. My dad was tattooing. But my father didn't want us in the business, my sister and I, because it was a tough business at the time. And so mm-hmm. I went to school, became a special ed teacher and was you know just fully immersed in children with autism and so I did that for 15 years I loved it and it was a really big part of my life I got to do parent training and uh, be in the homes with these children and parenting just was always a passion for me so in wanting to parent well I was able to help parents parent well and so coming from my background with my parents propelled me to want to do better and be better. And just like we always want for our children, right? To be better and do better than what we have or who we are. And so that was a really big part of my life for a long time. And then, you know, fast forward 20 years and I'm going through a divorce after a 20 year marriage. And my brother calls me up and he says, Hey, I want to do tattoo removal. in one of the shops, do you want to go learn tattoo removal? I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I go from special ed teacher to laser tattoo removal and was in the shops doing tattoo removal. And then we opened the Medi Spa, and in the Medi Spa is I learned permanent makeup. And that was in 2010 and uh, never thought that my life of a mother of twins and, you know, a special ed teacher life coach would end up being a tattoo person, right? Permanent makeup person. Um, and then, of course, after we started tattooing in the, in the medispa, and I was taking classes and coming back and telling my brother what we, they were teaching and what I learned, and he would say, hmm, I don't know why that's happening. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, it shouldn't be that way. And that's how blood was born. But, you know, I have, it was my brother, my sister and I growing up and just very, the three of us were always very close. We had, my sister passed a few years ago. Um, So that was one of, probably one of the hardest things that I've walked through in life, watching my 50-year-old sister pass with uh, three children left behind. Mm. But, you know, it teaches us that moments are precious and time is precious. And I don't take any any meeting or any interaction. I I love people and I love what I do. And I think that if you walk in life that way, you just kind of get, you get the fullness of life, right? Yeah. Yeah. There are there are things that are important, things that are not important. And you know, people and interaction and communication and loving on someone and being able to talk and have a great conversation with someone. It is what I love. So
1: yeah. Yeah. There's so much to that whole story. I mean, I so many parts that we can unpack. I think the first part of it is that I just kind of I want to touch on this before we go on to some other earlier parts that I want to touch on, but just the gift that you have of being so positive. And I think it's from those experiences, right? But people can have, you know, a loved one pass and they can be bitter or they can be better, right? Bitter or better. Yeah. Just had this conversation with and, my yeah. yeah. And it's so amazing because anybody that knows you knows that you just have such a pure heart and you do you definitely are you're better i mean you you definitely see the good and that's one of the things that i love about you and i remember seeing you kind of go through and obviously i wasn't right there with you but just kind of through social media seeing you go through it and i can't even imagine but i wanted to also touch on the part of you know you had this unique experience of being immersed in the tattoo world but also being immersed in the permanent makeup world and a lot of the things that they were doing were not the same. They were almost like, I don't want to say opposite, but like, you know, they just, and technically a lot of what we do is the same, right? But the ways of doing it were very different, right? So can you talk a little bit about that?
2: So I remember one of the first SPCP meetings, conferences that I've ever gone to, where I met everybody and just fell in love with uh, all of you ladies, right? Um, Val was there. Yeah, Val Gloverhoven. Yep. And I remember sitting with her and she was talking about pointillism and how that's all she used and that's how she did her work all these years. And and I was just so fascinated by her, you know? Um, And so when I went and I had access to, you know, 30 tattoo artists, right? At one shot. So I could go to any of the shops and sit with any of the artists and talk with them. Um, and so every time I would learn a new technique, I would come back to the shops and sit with one of the artists and say, Hey, you know, do you use this? Do you do that? And it was always a yes, a yes, a yes. You know, it was never, oh, I never heard that. Or, you know, it was always, yeah, of course we, we do like a pendulum. Like, of course we, right. you know, like shade this way or so. Yes. Uh, the void. Similari- yeah. The similarities were remarkable, really. And then You know, just learning when I started to learn about the PMU industry. And even when we talk about PMU pigments as opposed to tattoo inks, right, there was always such a distinction. And, you know, it was just that the PMU industry chose to say pigment and the tattoo industry uses ink. It's just as simple as that, right? Basically the same product, just formulated a bit differently, but, you know, it's still ink. It's all ink, right?
1: Yeah. And technically it's not really even ink. That's just a word, right, that is used.
2: Well, it's it's all starts with pigment. Right, exactly. Right? All pigment. It's all uh, powdered pigment. That's how it starts. And whether you're using PMU pigment or you're using tattoo ink, it all starts with pigment.
1: Yeah, but so, in, the, in the basis of what ink is, from what I had heard, that the, the word definition of ink, like ink, original ink is from a pen, we're not tattooing with what's in a pen. Right. Right. But it became like, that's almost like the slang term that it is, like you said, it's all pigment. It's It all starts with pigment. And when you turn it, to turn it into ink, you're just putting a carrier fluid. You can't
2: tattoo in a powder, right? You can't tattoo in a powder pigment. So it has to be put into a carrier system. And that carrier system creates ink. And that's what it is. That's right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. So then... Let's kind of fast forward to this point where you just decide, you know, your brother and you decided there needs to be something new in our industry. Or how did that come about?
2: Yeah. So I was taking classes by all these masters and I was coming back and I was telling him, you know, they're teaching correction and, you know, the ink is changing color. And he would say, I don't understand why the ink is changing color. It doesn't make any sense to me. Show me what's happening. And so, you know, I, send him pictures and show him did this procedure and this is how it came back. And he just, he wasn't just to go back a little bit. When he was in the shop with my dad, they were mixing their own inks back in the eighties, right? They were mixing their own inks because there wasn't a lot of ink companies to buy from. And so they were, you know, every tattoo artist made their own needles and they were doing that, but they were making their own inks because they had these great colors that they were mixing. And so that was his first experience with ink manufacturing. And so when it came to world famous or moms, a little famous or Permablend now, it was just second nature for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so the experience of being in the shop and mixing inks and using them and hearing what I was saying, he knew that, you know, there was a better way. There was just a better way. And so he was like, we're just going to do it. Let's just do it.
1: Yeah. And World Famous, we should say, is the parent company mm-hmm. for Permablend. And World Famous was started... World Famous was pro- is probably like 11 years now. I- I'm not 100% sure
2: exactly the year that it started, but he had Moms Ink first. Oh, okay. And he called that company. Okay. And then he started World Famous. But it's just always... He's an expert ink manufacturer. You can't say anything else about it. It's been so many years. He's been through all of the regulations and, you know, setting up... Uh, machines and knowing exactly what has to be done to create a good product. And so Permablend for him was, it it just made perfect sense, you know, especially the way that we were, I was telling him what I was being taught, you know, and I, and the funny story, he tells a funny story. He says, you know, my sister didn't believe me because I was telling her that it doesn't have to be that way. And she was telling me, you don't know what you taught. I was telling him, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm learning from all the masters in the industry. I'm telling you, this is the face is different. You work on the body, it's completely different. You don't know what you're talking about. And we laugh about that now, you
1: know. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. So when you look back and, and through all the life experiences you have, you know, I always feel like one of the things about um, you know, when we have the podcast and when we're sharing your stories is that inspirational stories because I feel like social media, especially like Instagram, is everybody's highlight reel. And for the artists that's just starting or even the artists that maybe had a rough year, you know, COVID was challenging and they're just feeling like, you know, can I keep doing this? Can I, you know, start over that type of thing? I always like to share those stories of like, you know, when we overcame something or, you know, obviously the passing of your sister was major, but even, is there another story that you can share where you kind of overcame or when you were first starting, like getting your clients and get, you know, getting started? I was so disheartened because I thought that I had taken so many classes and I thought that,
2: uh, I was just not doing something right. Right. Because I couldn't get the results that I wanted. And I think just persevering, just really continuing to hone in on your craft and not really worrying about what anybody else was doing. You know, like I was confiding in my brother, my sister, law Jackie, and, you know, a couple of the tattoo artists in New York that we had in shops. But I feel like we always get better. We can always be better. We There's always so much to learn, right? I'm a lifelong learner. That's the one thing. I will sit at your feet. I will sit, you know... We, we can all learn from each other. I think that's the thing. And I think once we feel like we've arrived, I think that's when we get in trouble. Yes. And so I think by continuing to have an open mind and continuing to learn from whomever is in your path, I think is always um, the best way. And that's the way that I've always been. I just, I know what I know and I know what I don't know. Yes. And, you know, and, and I don't claim to know. I don't claim to be or do or know anything. I don't know. If I don't know, I'm going to tell you that I don't know. I'll find out and I'll make it that I know it now, but not going to pretend that I know it. Right. I'm not as good as one artist. I'm not as bad as another artist. I'm, you know, I'm right here and it's my job to make myself better. Right. And so now it's been probably four years that I've tattooed anybody besides family. Right. So. You know, I'm certainly, the when I first learned how to do a hair stroke back in 2011, it was very different hair stroke than what you see now, (laughs) (laughs) right? They were using a three-liner. It looked like the picket fence hair stroke, right? It was like, I think about it now. I'm like, oh man, that was horrible. That was the first part of a hair stroke until the evolution of what we see now, these beautiful, natural looking, feathery gorgeous brows, right? Um, But the industry in and of itself evolves. And so just coming, being in the industry for my life, I've watched the evolution. And so coming from where my dad, you know, with the shops, the people that were getting tattooed were bikers, guys in prison, you know, uh, gang members. These were the people that were being tattooed. And so, you know, my father used to tell the story. There was a nurse that walked into the shop and she wanted a butterfly tattoo. And he was like, that was the transformation time that was like, now it started to become mainstream, right? Now you look and you say, if somebody doesn't have a tattoo, especially in my world, if somebody's not tattooed, I'm like, it's so weird not to see a tattoo, on <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, but, you know, just watching the evolution of products and ink and technique, you know, if you look at some of the world famous sponsored artists, you'll see like, their art is, their tattoos are art. I mean, they yes. are exquisite pieces of art. Yes. And that's the only way to describe them. And so, you know, where before, you know, my dad, they were doing that old mom tattoo, the big eagle on the chest and mom tattoo, right? These, this was what was what they were doing. And so to watch the evolution, not just of the tattoo industry, but PMU come into its own. You know, we're doing a great piece on women in the PMU industry that have changed the industry. And I want to focus on women that have changed regulations. And so this, I mean, you know, there's some amazing women that have paid, paid the way, yes. right? For they, they were pioneers in the PMU industry. And if it weren't for them, we would never have been able to do. And these young people coming up would never, and they don't know. What, had yeah. to, what everybody had to go through, right? Yeah, in I think of Marjorie
1: get... Grimm and how she yeah. always does like going all the legislation for yeah. the Society of Permanent Cosmetic Professionals yeah. and all of that. Yeah. So, I mean,
2: Marjorie can, you know, view off, you know, regulations that she's changed and she remembers people she spoke to back, you know, 30 years ago. So, you know, but these are things that the young artists don't know. And so I feel like it's really important to have some historical documentation of all of that. So that's something
1: that we're working on here now. So yeah, that's fine. Oh, we yeah. got a little sneak peek. Yeah. The insider tip. I love it. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my, I think it was last week or the week before, week, I had um, John Terry on and he had a great quote and I'm not sure if it was his or one of his mentors and it was, if you're not growing, you start to rot. Just oh. look at it, like fruit on the vine, right? Um, so if you're not growing, you're, you start I to rot. That. Yeah, I thought that was really powerful too. So where do you find your strength? Like, where do you find your courage? Because you, you know, you do brave things, right? And you put yourself out there. And that's what I'm always, always kind of preaching, because I know that for me, growing up, people would not believe this, but I was like a wallflower super quiet. My mom, can. yes, yes. And I have a daughter, you know, one of my girls is like that now. And the other one is like, can't wait to get in front of the camera. The other one doesn't want to be anywhere near it. Right. And so I was like that. I was very quiet, very introverted. I'm actually still kind of introverted. Most people don't know, but I just, I overcame a lot of things and I realized that I kept putting myself out there and that helped me get strength. So where do you find your strength or courage? Where does that come from? The grace of God,
2: first and foremost, you know, that's for sure. Um, I think that also my age, especially at this point, very, I have very little concern of what other people think about me at this point. And so I can put myself out there and laugh at myself. And I think giving ourselves the grace to know that we don't have to be perfect. Yes. You know, that was a big life lesson for me, because I've There were things that I wouldn't do when I was younger because I couldn't do them perfectly. Mm. And so it stopped me from taking that that first step where the reality is, you know, taking that first step is what as fearful as that is, is what makes us grow, right? Because it's in that fear that we we have to figure it out. And I think when I realized that people weren't really caring much about me and what I was doing, you know, that was like an aha moment for me. Like, You know, nobody's looking at me. Nobody cares about you. Like, just go and do your thing. You know. And so, I think just the combination of those things sort of makes me fearless. I really do feel fearless at this point of life, and grateful feeling that way because uh, a friend of mine said, "If you make a decision, and it's the wrong decision, just make another decision."
1: Yes, I love that. So good. Right. My, I had a mentor say that they should fear how much I don't fear them. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) They should fear how fearless I am.
2: You know, we're all here. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're just trying, and especially now, look at this year, right? And people that have died and just the the circumstances of the world right now. I mean, we are all just here. We want to survive. We want to thrive. We want to be the best version of ourselves that we can. And if we're focused on what other people are doing or what they're saying or how they're looking at us, we're not going to do that. We're going to lose out on that opportunity to thrive. And I think that, that that's sad. And when people have to really think about and focus on other people, um, they also lose concentration on what how to better themselves, right? If I'm looking at somebody else's procedures and I'm going, oh, man, I, I can't do that, or I wish I could do that, well, then just start doing it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Stop yeah. worrying about what they're doing and just start doing it. And so... But I think that comes with age and confidence and, you know, because I don't think I was that when I was really young.
1: I think it it comes either with age, but I also think even not age, just going through things. Because like for me, not only having that time where I was let go, you know, when the 2008, when everything kind of came crashing down, when I couldn't, when I was struggling with infertility for years and it was just, I just felt like at that lowest of lows, and kind of building myself up from that, I had to just, you kind of, sometimes you feel like you have to almost like crawl out of the pit, right? And it just like you said, just take that next step. And then I also think that the gift of having twins kind of shattered that idea because I thought I would have, I would strap my baby on, I would go <laughs> get my Starbucks, you know, I would walk around New York City and life would just continue with me with all my, you know, no. Right. I mean, that did not happen. Every, every expectation that I had was out the window. And yeah. so then you're just like, okay, there's no such thing as perfect. And this is, it is what it is. And that's yeah. what it is. That's it. And, and you're going to create it and make it the best that it
2: can be for you and your family. Yeah. Without regard for what everybody else is doing. And you're just going to focus in on your family. And so I think life throws at us things that we don't expect. And we don't really, you think you have a choice, right? You think you really do have a choice, but really the choice is only just to go forward. Yes. Yeah. The choice it's is so just true. to go forward. And in going forward, I think we always gain strength. Yeah. So I think that, you know, I mean, if I look back at my life, I had an ectopic pregnancy before I got pregnant with the girls. And so that was devastating. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get pregnant, you know, after that. Uh, I almost lost my life. I needed nine units of blood. And they they said I came within minutes of dying. And so that was life altering for me. That gave me a real appreciation for life. And then when I had the girls, it was this miracle of, wow, God, thank you so much for giving me these babies, you know? And then I couldn't get pregnant after that. And so I had these two babies, you know, it's like I got those two and and then I couldn't get pregnant again. And that was okay. I had these two, right? Yeah. But, you know, and then, you know, just life, a divorce, breaking apart of family, you know, these are all really devastating, devastating things, you know, being on my own after a 21-year marriage and having to figure out who I was not as a wife anymore. And, and you know, my children were grown. They were in college at that point. So, you know, here I am on my own. I don't need to take care of anybody except myself. And I don't know who I am because now I'm in the world as a single divorced woman with no children around. And okay, what now? Like, you know, and it's almost a reinvention. Of I was going to say that. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of cool because then, you know, I look back and I think the one thing that's been consistent is I've always been a woman of character and integrity. And so I think that that, to me, that's been really important. And, but the other things that I've gained as I've gone through the death of my sister, you know, the death of my dad, I, my mom lives with me now because she's ill and I'm taking care of her, you know, like life brings us all these things. And so what what are our choice except to find the joy in those moments and keep
1: uh, going on, right? Keep keeping on. That is so inspirational. You know, that will be a quote card. I'll be making that into a graphic (laughs) (laughs) just so you know, it'll definitely be an audiogram. Okay. So then, and I want to be mindful of your time, but what would you say like to your younger self or to any of like the new or even not new struggling artists? Like what, what do you wish somebody would have told you or what do you wish you would have known? Or what would you say? You're in the exact place you're supposed to be in this moment of time. Like
2: where you are is where you're supposed to be. And you're going to continue to grow your craft and be better but in this moment right now just allow it to be and take it all in and make it who part of who you are if pmu is really something that you know you want to do for the long term there's no rush in it right we i mean you know i got my foundational training and that was nothing like god i needed you know 30 more classes after that right so if somebody's just starting out and they feel like they should be better, no, just be where you're at, be where your feet are, right? One of my uh, colleagues here at work, his grandmother used to say, be be where your feet are. And so I have, I printed out a big sign, I have it on my window in my office, like be where your feet are. That's exactly where you're supposed to be. And, you know, we don't have to worry about, oh, I want to be like that person. I want to be like that. No, you're going to get there. Just allow yourself the grace of time and experience, Right.
1: Yeah. I like to say, stay in the step that you're in. Yeah. but I love to be where your feet are. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is such a visual, right? Like that moment, like it's almost a grounding moment. Like if you can just take that and you just have that mantra of be where your feet are. So I think, you know, just the little encounters, I think we take for granted,
2: you know, little daily encounter with somebody. You don't know, like everybody's going through something, right? Yeah. You don't know what kind word can change somebody's life. So, you know, yeah.
1: I just, I think there's here. moments. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, and there's moments that everybody feels like quitting. Right. Yeah. And there's always moments where, you know, there's always something to feel not good enough about. I can,
2: uh, Rhonda Vacanti will tell you, or, or Nancy will tell you how many times I used to, at, when I first started PMU, how many times I would call them in a panic. Oh my God, I just did this. And, and my client, you know, I don't know if it, a blowout. I don't know if it's migration. I don't know what happened. And she's like, calm down, calm down. Like, so, you know, and everything always turned out fine, you know, but I didn't have the experience. They had the experience and they were always able to talk me off the ledge, right? It was going to be okay. Or if it's not okay, we'll fix it. Don't worry about it. So that's the other thing. Have great mentors, have great support, right? So important. We can't do this alone, not just PMU, but life in general. I think, know Marjorie Grimm is my mentor and she's been for years and I just I don't know what I would do without her,
1: you know. What makes us think that we can do it alone? Like what is that idea of, or not that we I mean you certainly can, but what makes us think that we should do it alone? Right? Right. Like that is, I don't know where that starts. I'm really intrigued by that because I definitely went through that when building my permanent makeup business. I was on my own even though we'd go to the conferences and you know just live that up and be on that high for a while then it was back to okay this is mine i got to make this you know this is my baby i'm the only one keeping it alive i got to do it and then even with starting my new business again i it's like you get stuck in that mindset and i don't know the root of it i don't know where it comes from because i know better right i think you know I, sometimes i think that as women
2: We feel like we have to be in competition with each other Hmm. and I, you know, there's enough for everybody. There's just enough for everybody. And so, you know, I think as women, it's really important that we nurture each other and we grow each other. And I'm starting to see that come back in the PMU industry and I'm loving it because there was a time where that was not the case. And so I'm starting to see now people really supporting and helping each other. Maybe, Especially now with COVID and artists going through business loss or whatever, right? That has been devastating for a lot. So I think that when we realize that there's enough for everybody and we don't have to be in competition and we really can learn and grow and help each other, then, um, and, you know, honestly, besides SPC, I I know there's AAM, there's SPCP, but the other part that I did was the round of contact text, helping text. That was, a huge support for me as well, you know, but I made sure that I plugged into these things so that I had the support. I didn't want to do it alone. I, I knew I couldn't do it alone. I didn't know enough to do it alone, nor did I want to. Right. And why wouldn't you take wisdom yes. from the people that have walked before you?
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. You're speaking my love language. Right there. <laughs> Well, listen, we connected with the twin thing many years ago and in there, right? Yes. So. And I heard this acronym the other day and it was the acronym for hope. and it was help other people every day. right? Uh-huh. Help other people every day. Okay. And that is a way to kind of get past your stuff. Like if you're sitting in like like a, a me pity party, I always say it's like me and my two amigos, Ben and Jerry. And, <laughs> and it's a pity party, right? Like I'm right. crying in, I'm just right. scooping it out, like right out of the carton, right? I if I know if I get out and help somebody, you know, right. and, and it also makes me think of this this other expression that I heard that if we all took our problems and we wrote it down on a piece of paper and we put it into a bucket and pa- shook it up, passed it around the room, we take it out and say, nope, I'll take my Yeah, back. exactly. Right? Exactly. exactly
2: right. I'm reading it. A- a great book, kind of off topic, but it's called "The Greatest Salesman in the World." Oh yes, yes. Have you read it? I've read parts of it. <laughs> so good! It's so good. It's so little you could read it in night. But the book, I mean, I found it fascinating because it can apply to like PMU artists, like newer artists that want to keep growing, expanding themselves in their business. And I feel like the um, values that are in that book are just so good if you can implement them in your life. You know? Yeah,
1: yeah. That book has been. I mean, it's been a bestseller for decades it's been around forever. Yeah. Yes. It's around forever. There's another one that before it or after it, that was really, really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, so good. You know,
2: young artists, old artists, experienced people, not we're always continuing to grow and learn. So, you know, never think that you've got it all. You're going to continue to grow and learn because the industry is changing always anyway, right. New techniques are coming out. New products are coming out. We've, you know, it's just changing and we, we have to change and grow with it. And that, you know, brings Permablend, you know, like we are an evolving company. We are always going to be an evolving company because it's what the industry needs, right? We don't want to stay stagnant. We want to introduce new things into the industry. And even with regulations now, regulations are changing. So everything is going to always be in a constant flux of change. It's just the way that it is, you know?
1: Yeah. So tell us anything new that's happening. What can you let out the bag? Yeah, it's brow daddy's new set. It's quite beautiful. The colors are
2: really, really beautiful. Some video coming out of the what the colors look like, and he's going to have some education out on it as well. And so I'm really, really excited about that. Yeah. Um, so it's a year of growth for Blend for sure. We're relaunching actually in April or May with a whole new look and new products, new website, educational stuff, like all the stuff people have been asking for the last few
1: years. So, so I was just about to say, what are you most excited about? Or my, one of my last questions is like, what trends do you see happening in our industry? It's almost like we covered that, right? There. Yeah, I think um, I'm excited about the new
2: lift that Blend will be getting because I think it's really needed. I think the educational piece is going to be huge for us. And I think trends we follow you know the trends are we are artist driven we've always been artist driven and so when an artist comes I have a hundred collaborations that are waiting to happen right but when an artist comes and they have an idea we talk about the idea we vet the idea we go through you know the pros and the cons of a new idea a new concept and then you know if If we think it's good, then we go with it. So it's been a lot of fun for me. I've learned so much. We have Lulu Siciliano's set too, and she's coming out with some new colors and always pushing the industry forward. It's what we do.
1: That's got to be so exciting to like collaborate on projects with artists and thinking
2: outside of the box is part of being in this industry. I give kudos to my brother all the time because he is just so an out of the box thinker. And we should shout out Lou.
1: Yeah, because I don't even think we said his name. We've just its going to be like that whole interview. Nobody even mentioned my name. But even from a young kid, like
2: he'd be the, the one, you know, that would jump in the pool in the winter just because it was there. You know what I mean? Like didn't care if he was going to get cold or wet or whatever. He just goes. He just thinks thinks he
1: can and he does. Yes. Remarkable. So well, and that's right. There is another quotable because, you know, it reminds me of the quote, like if you think you can or if you think you can't either way, you're Right. right. But that mindset of just, you know, I mean, it's a Nike slogan too just do it. But like, just, you know, believe you can. Believe you can. Yes. We can get one up on Nike. Okay, so we are gonna wrap this up. Thank you so much for your time. Oh. As always, I mean, I could be here for hours and hours and hours. I can't wait to. I can see you in person. I can just hug. I know, I
2: know. You were the first hug and the first introduction. I think I got it. SPCP with your beautiful smile and your just warmth and you know immediately made me feel comfortable. And so I took that lesson from you.
1: Yeah, I'm a hugger. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) I would even even make some clients, you know, some of my New York clients, they would be like, and I'd say, it's a Texas in me. I just got to hug you. And they would just be like stiff, or they would do like the little, right? like, like it was almost like, okay, get off me now, you know, but I would go, I'm a hugger. Bring it in. So let's tell everybody where can they find you and all of the, you know, handles and things like that, that all the stuff, any, anything good you want to tell them to follow up. Uh, Well, if anybody has any questions about the line, you can always email me at manager at permablend.com.
2: And our social handles are, (laughs) what is it? You can go to permablend.com and actually purchase off of there. Now that's something new for us. And our socials are permablend underscore pigment. Permablend underscore pigment is social. Mm -hmm. and, And that's for everything.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that you did it easy for everything.
2: Yeah. And you can see how Technology is and social media is not I I didn't even know what a DM was the last time we did an interview. They're like, tell them to DM. I'm like, what's a DM? <laughs> I
1: have no idea. Um, oh yeah, I love that. So yeah. all right. So that's awesome. We know so many great things coming from you guys. We're looking forward to it. And they can reach out to you, they can find you and so many great gems in here that I can't wait to go back and pull out and that type of thing. Anything else that would make this complete for you? Anything that we missed that you would want to add at the end? I think, you know, especially after this year of COVID, just, you know, we
2: just need to love the people that we can love, be where we are and know that there's support around, like, you're never alone, you know, there's support around. And I think the world in general has to be a kinder place. And I hope that that's what this year
1: after COVID will bring. Yes. Perfect. All All right, everyone. All right. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about. And also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with grit and grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.